Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The COB is presented by Rabobank. Awarded 2023 SMSF Savings Bank of the Year by Mozo. Welcome to the COB on this Tuesday afternoon. All of the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets from us, Nadine and Danielle, a.k.a. How yes, are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yes, it's been a, a very nice day, I have to say. We always like to see green on screen at the end of the day. And we've got it. Again, it was looking a bit touch and go there it to was. start the session. And I was chatting about markets, as you do, around noon and said, oh, it's still a bit negative, you know, weak, down about a tenth maybe of a percent. And then by the time I was on air at one here on Ausbiz, mm. same sort of setup as yesterday. Absolutely. So we've got the ASX 200 up almost 14 points or two tenths of a percent. And there we go. SIBO 200 up almost four points and almost three tenths of a percent. It also kind of coincides around when that uh, those surveys came out, which we will touch on later. We will. Um, look, not as high as we were at this time yesterday, but any green on screen, hey, we'll take it. So we are watching e-minis in the United States negative and they were negative throughout most of the day. Uh, we are, well, it's one of our three themes, isn't it? You mentioned that consumer versus business yeah, confidence interesting, interesting. I think metals and miners have done a lot for the market so far this trading week. And then it's just, you know, it's this <laughs> weight that we've got on our hands for the inflation read out of the United States. Yeah, totally. So as per, well, every month now we have this thing <laughs> where we're all focused on some of us more than others, but it is going to be this CPI reading, which will be out 10.30 Wednesday time, 10.30 p.m. tomorrow night. So markets really probably probably not going to do too much in the run up to that. As you said, Nadine, we've had a lot of strength in the material stocks, haven't mm -hmm. we? Quite a, a bullish outlook there, or not outlook, but a, a, a more bullish move in iron ore prices, which has lifted everything higher. But I thought the, those uh, sentiment surveys were really interesting. So the poor old consumers really struggling, mm -hmm. whereas business seemed to perk up a little bit in August. Maybe it was the Matildas. Yeah, well, possibly. <laughs> um, NAB. Chief Economist Alan Oster did not mention the Matildas in the note, which I had read, but it was really across the board, wasn't it? Yeah. The big exception, of course, being the retailers. Yep. However, even when it came to, say, car retailing, which... Uh, you know, saw some normalization is what Alan said. So it wasn't really a reflection of a huge slowdown. It's just sort of normalization mm. after some of the extremes of the past few yeah. years. He said it doesn't necessarily even reflect future demand or weakness in future demand there. So it was employment, it was trading, it was profitability, all ticking up yeah, in the month of August. But consumers... So I thought it was interesting, even though we've seen rates on hold for three months in a row, not really 
not, not feeling any better. In fact, that no. index dropped by one and a half percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think consumers are genuinely concerned <laughs> that, you know, some of them, there's, there's still a lot to roll on to um, these variable rates. All, all the rate hikes haven't been passed on yeah. yet. So it's really interesting. I'm picking up certainly from the credit markets. It was really interesting today with Ronnie Green. Great chat. He says demand now for treasuries, corporate bonds is really high. He said investors are getting very concerned about the run up into the year end. He said, put your seatbelts on, folks. Yeah, well, I had a chat with uh, Justin Tyler from Daintree Capital. All of the interviews that we name drop here are available online if you'd like to take a listen. He was talking about Aussie investment grade credit, saying mm. that it's hot right now. It is in hot. such a sweet spot. Yeah. But to your point about investor demand, he said, you know, obviously they weren't that interested in, in uh, credit over the past few years. He said, but even family offices now yeah. are, you know, yeah. getting into this market yep. in a in a big way, you know, three-year time. Anyway, so I'm not going to tell you everything that was in the interview, but I thought it was really interesting. And um, yeah, you know, foreign capital coming into the market as well. Uh, another real focal point over the past few days has been property, mm -hmm. part in part because one of our are, what do we say, compatriots uh, are uh, holding this property summit, but also, you know, still movement in the space. So Centuria yes. Capital yesterday finalized a mandate with an institutional investor when it comes to industrial property. Mm. So I spoke with uh, Centuria Capital today. It's up online. And uh, yeah, just the, the demand that is coming through for industrial and international demand for mm. Australian industrial assets in particular. Wow. Because we can own land yeah. outright because of yeah. the demand, because you can't do so in many other parts of the Asian region. I thought that was an interesting yeah. insight into you know some of the dynamics that are going on out and, there as well. And industrial captures data centers as well, mm -hmm. which is really interesting because I saw one of the super funds is actually getting involved now in data centers yeah. as well and was what drove Goodman share price to those highs because they are now doing that as well. Yeah, so okay, there's plenty of interviews online that you can check out from today. That's just scratching the surface. Let's take a little stroll, shall we, through yes. some of the sectors. Energy, bit of a bummer to start with energy when you consider <laughs> we had a positive uh, session all in all, but you can see there, uh, we've got oil sort of treading water. We've got some big reports that are due on the supply side. So that is helping to, you know, to cap some of the enthusiasm that we've seen around oil. Um, we've also got, you know, OPEC obviously, uh, which will be updating its, yep. its monthly What's reports really interesting on Tuesday. is, is uh, America um, as uh, slightly turning a blind eye to Iranian oil coming onto the market. So we uh, spoke in one interview about the changing geopolitics around the oil market. So the alliance between Saudi Arabia and America seems to have gone by the by. And uh, yes, it's quite interesting. So we could see more supply from Iran. Mm -hmm. Now, Viva Energy, yeah, we've find anything had there. reports in in the AFR that, you know, there's a big block trade for uh, Viva Energy and that it's uh, that commodity trading juggernaut, uh, Vitol, that may be looking to sell uh, uh, a big chunk in Viva. And so that has put a lot of pressure on the okay. share prices. That's you can why it's down 6% or so today. Healthcare, what's happened there? We're still Green on screen. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's nice to see across the board, um, even Resmed finally 
finding some love, which will happen eventually. And uh, Telix continuing to do well, which is quite interesting, as well as Ramsey. So even the stocks like Ramsey and ResMed that were sold off post the reporting season in the green today. So we'll take that. We sure will. Um, and then we get to the pièce de la résistance, you could say. <laughs> the big miners, yeah. And again, across the board moves particularly. Um, looks like the money particularly flowing into the more volatile uh, Fortescue Metals up almost, almost to $20. And Rio Tinto up 1.8% and BHP over a dollar. And uh, I did have a, a great chat for, with uh, Sean Hickman at Market Matters and he was saying they're really liking the space and they've been back in buying BHP recently, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm surprised to see Newcrest Mining down, but um, because we saw a lot of the other gold miners rising yeah. today, you know, Northern Star's up by 1.3%. And um, consider this your last reminder of the day about the Gold Rush virtual investor event that we're holding Thursday, 11 a.m. play Goldfinger music? Yeah, good idea. <laughs> good idea. Let's have a bit of bond. A bit of bulls versus bears, a little bit of explorer versus producer, a little bit of, you know, Aussie versus uh, overseas yeah. when you consider sovereign. So we'll talk about all of that and get a few stock picks from our guests as well. Telcos, bit of yeah. a mixed picture here. Aussie Broadband continues to be one of the favourite stocks in that sector and that up about 1.7%. And in the banks. So we saw the banks proving a bit of a weight on the market overall. Yeah, well, they were firmer yesterday off the higher bond yields, but, you know, obviously not much happening there now. And uh, you in the morning stand-up, we do a little powwow each day in the mm -hmm. newsroom. We're talking about Jamie Dimon and some of the comments that he was making around the banks in the yes. US. Indeed, indeed. So Jamie, uh, obviously a little bit of self-interest, which always rules. So the US uh, regulators are trying to uh, increase the capital ratios for the US banks. And he's just saying way, they're doing way too much compared to the rest of the world. But equally, I was chatting with Morningstar yesterday and he said, do you know these big Aussie banks, politicians like to have a poke at them now and again. So, you know, just keep it on the radar when, uh, you know, they're, they're sometimes quite big targets. Okay, shall we talk about some of the stories out there? Look, there wasn't a lot of corporate news, but we did get confirmation that Australia's richest person, Gina Reinhart, has indeed secured that chunk of Lion Town. So mm. um, getting a bit of influence perhaps around the board table could be the MO. Uh, some say, you know, could be uh, a precursor to some sort of, uh, you know, out and out bid for Liontown, whether or not that is what comes to fruition. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see, hey? Yeah, late in the piece comes yeah. after due diligence has been granted. Um, look, a few little stores, I should say smaller stories out there, you know, Imogene was up again. It got a patent confirmed. Yes, in Japan, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, BAPCOR, one of the best performers, but I could only see a change in director's notice for that one. And, uh, you know, LaVisa, well, it was trading ex-dividend today. Yep. You know, so there wasn't really a no, lot. No. So stock of the day was not a stock. It was a sector. It was the gold sector. Let's listen in to what David Lane and Philip Pepe had to say. Um, you know, gold Road is, is one of those ones that's emerging. Yeah. So they've, they've got their resource and they're building that out. Um, yeah, there's a couple. We've got a, a speculative buy on Pantero and Red Five, uh, which are you know, more in that um, in that explorer type space. Yep. Uh, but historically, yeah, that's a, a speculative end of the market. 
there's a lot of people who like to, to play there. Um, to be honest, I don't spend too much time trying to bet which one's going to succeed or not. Large is always better. I own Northern Star, pays a good dividend. Uh, performance being mixed, but I, I kind of like that one. Um, if, if it's You don't buy a resource stock for a dividend, but if it's spitting out cash and paying a dividend, isn't spending too much on capital expenditure, I think, I think it's worth a look. very different takes there mm-hmm. you know philip pepe more conservative likes to go you know cash flow pay a dividend northern star whereas david you know looking at some of the smaller gold miners so as per usual it's uh, what floats your boat yeah absolutely particularly when it comes to those miners uh let's be what see what's floating harry watts boat today he's joining us from sean partners in market matters with a bit of a market wrap hey harry Two days that we've seen a bit of momentum building in the afternoon. What do you put it down to? Well, just a bit of buying support coming through the market. We've seen, you know, like you said, uh, early morning lows both today and yesterday. A uh, bit of buying support kicking back in. Your market has been a little bit weak back end of last week. So, you know, a little bit more confidence around the market from our perspective. Good to see some buying there. There's not a great deal of news hitting the screens at the moment, obviously, coming off the back of reporting season. We're still slowly picking up into uh, this month's economic data at the moment. So not a great deal in terms of news to drive the market. It's really good to see some buying coming through, I think that's a really good sign uh, for for investor positioning and investor confidence uh, going forward over the next couple of weeks. Harry, do you think it's um, any overseas buying? Because it just seems to have coincided with afternoon sessions. Is that just, you know, purely coincidence versus anyone re-rating Australia possibly off the back of a more optimistic China? I definitely think it probably comes down to that um, that overseas buying. You tend to do, you tend to see that afternoon uh, buy and pick up when it is overseas money. Um, we've had a lot of concerns around China over the last few weeks. Those concerns are starting to abate a little bit. There are some signs that they're, you know, looking after their currency and then perhaps maybe putting some money to work into their economy as well, which is a really good good sign for Aussie stocks. We've seen that today in the iron ore names in particular. Iron ore price has been really strong. Fortescue Metals, you had mentioned earlier, that's been a really big winner today uh, on that intraday buying as well. So that's a surefire sign that it is coming on the back of that China news and that China uh, perhaps some economic support coming through there uh, and probably is that international money picking up that story and then picking up Fortescue, BHP and Rio on the back of that. So you mentioned, you know, we're in that lull uh, after reporting season, you know, still assessing companies, of course, but there's not been a lot of corporate news. So what is it, in fact, you know, that you keep yourself sort of busy on? Is there a particular sort of sector that you're doing some heavy lifting on? I know yesterday we were talking about a lot of the pressure that the healthcare space had come on under and, you know, maybe opportunities there. A gold seems to be gaining a bit of luster right now. What are you watching? Well, yeah, you picked the eyes out there. I think today it's gold and, and healthcare. We wrote about those two sectors this morning uh, in our Market Matters report. It's sort of a space, that healthcare space, it's been really under pressure the last few months. They had a pretty disappointing session uh, through August with uh, reporting basically Ramsey, ResMed, all the big names basically disappointing across the board. That sector's massively underperformed 
particularly up up against that uh, healthcare. Well, the sorry, the healthcare sector is massively underperformed, particularly up against the tech sector. So it's probably a time to start looking at where you where you're picking the eyes out and where you're putting money to work there. The gold sector has been an interesting one that's starting to find its form um, at the moment. We've had Newcrest that's down a little bit today. It looks like there's a few block trades going through in that name. That's probably on the back of the takeover bit that's coming through. So people trying to buy, uh, trying to sell out of uh, Newcrest. Perhaps looking at some other gold names, we like Northern Star and Evolution at the moment here. So there are some you know sector rotation themes that you can pick up. It's sort of been the aim of the game over the last twelve months anyway. It's um yeah you know, this market really hasn't gone anywhere, but sectors in particular outperformed for months. Um, and I think those outperformance periods have sort of run its course in a lot of a lot of ways. So probably taking some money out of tech and, and finding some money into uh, gold and healthcare is is uh, what we're looking at at the moment. Yeah, interesting. Um, just one in the resources space. I, I uh, spoke with uh, a fund manager today who's pretty bullish on MinRes for various reasons. We have seen, you know, it's, it's obviously more diversified. It's got the services side, but it has been lagging at around $68, Harry. Do you guys like MinRes? It's a stock we've got on our radar. We've got a small allocation to it at the moment. It's, it's um, I think... Markets got you know bullish themes coming through on iron ore, but they've got some massive concerns about their lithium exposure. Um, big capex spend coming through from Minres. Overall, I think it's a, probably a good way to allocate some money to that riskier end of town. Having that support in terms of having that iron ore and those mining services businesses in the side as well, so they're going to see cash flow in the door. It's probably not our number one pick at the moment. It has started to. Uh, you know, sort of, it sort of struggled around that $60 a share area. Uh, but in saying that, if you want exposure to lithium and those uh, sort of riskier end of the, the commodity spectrum, MinRes is probably a good way to play it, having that sort of more defensive end of the market uh, tied up and getting that income and getting those earnings coming through there to fund the capex that's going to have to come through over the next few years. Well, you've uh, wrapped the day in a bow for us nicely. Of course, still a lot of focus coming on the data later in the week, jobs and U.S. inflation. In case you hadn't heard, Harry, I'm sure you have. (laughs) Um, We will uh, look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you for today. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. So, Danny, market leaders, I think we've sort of mentioned yeah, quite a, a few lot of them. them. Yeah. But let's take a look here. Oh, Link continues to find some buying. And uh, again, I don't think there's any new news no. there. It's probably just a case of it just got so battered around. Uh, people may be positioning for some upside there. Interesting, Pilbara, because they came out with an update a couple of days ago and the share price was uh, sold down. But since then, it's rallying quite sharply. Sharply, and uh, yeah. Whereas Imogen, as you said, they got that ep- mm-hmm. uh, approval from the Japanese. They've had a couple of updates coming through lately. I think yesterday, the day before, well, it would have been yesterday, they had some sort of an FDA tick. I'm not saying approval, but some sort of yeah. a marker. You know, these biotechs are so fascinating in so far as they're constantly, you know, having to pass these hurdles to then, you know, get onto the next phase of development of their technology or their product. So yeah, they usually move when they get any of this sort of positive confirmation. In Ginia Communities, that's one that we don't see on the list very often, uh, but it's up by about 4% again. 
Uh, I couldn't tell you why. There's no news that I can no. see. And Megaport. Uh, look, I was speaking with Jessamir from Moomoo earlier on today. I didn't realize that it's up about 51, 52% this year. The sh- yeah. yeah. So um, she actually named Megaport and Ingham's, if you're interested in going back and listening to that, as a couple of companies that are pretty good in terms of, you know, if you're looking for diversification, if you're looking for companies that may do well, even yeah. if we continue to sort of grind away for the remainder of the year. Absolutely. And from memory, I think Megaport um, did something. It's just it's just not the completely the data center AI story. I think they are, they're going to more being more cash flow positive from memory, but I'd have to check. Well, they did have a guidance upgrade yeah. sort of recently down towards the yeah, end was, of August. Yeah, but the share price was moving mm. before that anyway. Uh, flipping the page to some of the laggards and Viva Energy, we mentioned yep. already that there are rumors that there's going to be a big big sell-off in a, in a, I think it's a quite significant stake, but 40%. Raya Resources, it was higher yesterday on news of a um, some funding coming That's through right, for a the project. US. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. giving a lot of that back today. Brainship, you never really know why it's up or down, but it's down today, off by 5%. And Lavisa went ex-dividend for anyone that wants to know. So that was uh, the dividend there was... 31%, 70% franc. So if we have a look, uh, yeah, the share price was off a little bit more than that. Um, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. interesting that a lot of the other ones that went ex-dividend are not up there. So we had TPG and uh, what else? Uh, Blue Scope Steel, mm-hmm. News Corporation, a few others as well. It is the season. It is the season. <laughs> We've got more tomorrow, including Brambles that I can see there, Dusk, um, IGO goes extive Evolution. as well. Yep. Uh, small cap leaders and laggers just quickly here. Uh, yeah. Select Harvests actually is one of the stories. They've actually updated the market today and saying that they are expecting to see Ta-da. a pretty good season coming through. So a positive outlook from Select Harvest sending its shares up by 11 percent. Hopefully that doesn't mean higher almond prices for us. You like your almonds? Yes, like my almonds. I do enjoy my almonds myself. <laughs> I'm not an almond milk person though. No, I no, think no, it no, just no. sucks That's the water. joy out of them. Yeah. Exactly. And you can see here just a motley crew of resources names here on your screen right now, primarily. Um, look, tonight, if we think about what we've got to do, we've got the oh. Zoo Investor Survey to okay. mull over in Germany. And uh, the NFIB, so that's a small business survey coming out in the U.S. Okay. But don't forget, you know, it's it's the latter half of the week that we're getting exactly. the big ones, including the ECB. And uh, next week, I just realized we've got the BOE as well. As well as the Fed meeting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you've got a blackout period at the moment with people not, uh, none of the Fed officials talking. But we'll all be waiting, dare I say, for that Wednesday evening CPI and then the PPI the day after. Yeah. All right. Well, um, tomorrow here, we will be looking oh, for PPI from Japan. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it's tomorrow evening that we get the August CPI data, but it doesn't look like there's much on the docket for us tomorrow. No, a bit quiet by the looks of it. And probably the market will be quite quiet because generally the traders don't like to take too much of a position going into those big data reads. 
And should we check on the markets? I think we shall. Closed? Yeah, so Up by two tenths of a percent. It does look that way. Yeah, seven thousand two hundred and six on the ASX two hundred fourteen point six points up point two percent, and there we go. Cbo two hundred up three point eight six points, or almost three tenths of a percent. So we will take a lovely green on screen for this Tuesday. Yeah, I mean we were joined around the region by Japan, which uh, finished up by about one percent, but elsewhere, you know, the Chinese markets they're not dramatically negative but uh, looking more negative than our screen uh, <laughs> at this current time so look I think we can take it for what it is a positive session second in a row for the local market um, and you know we've sort of detailed what's coming tonight not a lot of breaking news that I can see coming off my screen Do you know what is interesting that mm -hmm. arm IPO has been really heavily yes. oversubscribed so it's quite interesting because a lot of the big chip uh, manufacturers are actually buying into it as well so I always feel like it's no we're gonna buy into it so no one else can take it over but yeah really oversubscribed so that's a positive for markets just uh, on the UK uh, regular wages growing by 7.8%. So the UK labour market softened in July, mm. but very strong wage growth. Yeah. The BOE has a tough job ahead of it. Why would you want to be a central banker right now? Oh, it's a thankless task, really, isn't it? <laughs> it sure is. Anyway, um, just look, I already mentioned this, this uh, Gold Rush event, we're calling it the virtual investor events that we hold. So just putting that address up on the screen if you'd like to register. And don't forget, we know people work. We know that you've got lives. Everybody can't sit for half an hour. I think it might go about 40, 45 minutes um, on Thursday morning. So if you register, it's free and it means that you get to watch it on demand as well. Fantastic. All very exciting. Goldfinger, dare we say. <laughs> anyway, well, we will say goodbye for today, exactly. shall we? Exactly. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs>